which is the history of change in America. When people stand together and say, enough is enough, we won't accept racism, we won't accept homophobia, we won't accept sexism, we won't accept anti-immigration hysteria. When we stand together, there is nothing that we cannot accomplish. You are listening to 102.3 WHIVLP in New Orleans, Louisiana. We are community radio dedicated to human rights and social justice and all wars. This is Jimmy Anselmo, and I am from Jimmy's Music Club, The Movie. And you are listening to 102.3 WHIV in New Orleans, community radio station dedicated to human rights and social justice. And as George McGovern once said, I'm fed up to the ears with old men dreaming of wars for young men to die in. Good afternoon. This is Jamie Bernstein from the Offer Radio Hour. I want to remind you to support WHIVLP New Orleans because it is New Orleans' only radio station dedicated to human rights and social justice. And by the way, I am not just a host of a radio show here. I am also a member. You, too, can become a member by going to our website, whivfm.org, and clicking Donate. This is 102.3 WHIVLP-FM in New Orleans. We are a community radio dedicated to human rights and social justice. Please consider donating at whivfm.org. It's communities like ours that help to support progressive programming. At WHIV, we support ending all wars. Let you up on top and now I'm going to put you down again. Well, I used to like to let you see you spread your wings every now and then. Oh, maybe I'm a I won't do it again. You want God. 
Hey ho, let's go. This is 102.3 WHIV, and you are listening to the Get Checked, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Griggs and Dr. Derry. Doc Griggs still having a hard time getting here, I think. Uh, he said he was stuck in traffic, uh, but it is a pleasure to get started uh, here uh, a minute or two late. Uh, we were just listening to Jim Jones. Uh, the name of that song is called High Horse, and I thought it was a great time to interject um, and start the show because of... Uh, the guest that I have with uh, with me today, uh, ah, Doc Griggs, look at that! All right, not a moment. <laughs> Hello. Not a moment too soon. Uh, it is a pleasure uh, to introduce uh, to the show somebody I've known for many years, a very very close friend, uh, Anna Zarilla, who is the executive director of the LASPCA, and we usually have Anna on once or twice a year to talk to us about animal health and all things pet. And uh, and all the things that Anna wants to talk about uh, for the hour. So it's a pleasure, uh, Eric. Good to see you. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? I am very good. Uh, and also, just to let you guys know, we'll remind you all uh, when we uh, uh, um, as we uh, approach the end of the hour is that Eric and I will be off air for the uh, next four weeks. Uh, I will be uh, out of town or out of country rather um, in uh, in Europe doing some work uh, in HIV and TB work uh, in Eastern Europe. So we're going to take a small hiatus and we'll be back. I think July 9th will be our first show back. Yeah. Cool. Anna, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having us. It's uh, It's been a while, so I'm glad that uh, we have you on. It's summertime. Right before I left the house today, Liana said that this is kitten season. What, what does she mean by kitten uh, season? It is peak kitten season. <laughs> what, is, so. what does that mean? It means that we get kittens all year long at the Louisiana SPCA. Right. However, uh, we start to see an increase uh, in late April, early May. And I think we've been uh, getting in about 200 to 250 kittens who are under eight weeks and under two pounds. And that goes on. on a week, May, a month? June, or? And it, they could be... Two days, two day, two day old two kittens day. to kittens that are a month old, and uh, the minimum they have to be two pounds, which is usually around eight weeks. Sometimes it could be a little bit longer, depending on uh, you know how much nutrition they're getting and how well they're right. doing uh, to get them spay or neutered and be able to uh, put them up for adoption. But May, June, and July are the three peak months here in New Orleans for kittens. So. We are uh, busting at the seams and certainly fortunate to have incredible fosters who are willing to take these little teeny tiny kittens, get them up to two pounds, which is still, you know, two handfuls. Like they're tiny, tiny uh, to get them in for surgery and then get them into a permanent home. So so what's the difference in the care between up to two pounds? So if Mm -hmm. someone were interested in being a foster, what's the difference in the up to two pounds and why two pounds? So uh, depending on where they are, you know, if it's a couple of days old, a couple of weeks old, um, they need to be bottle fed. So uh, we provide formula. They get fed just like a baby every Mm -hmm. two to three hours around the clock. But they also have to be stimulated to eliminate. So we need them to pee and to poop. And they don't know how to do that on their own without a mama cat. And so the foster has to do that. And then as they get a little bit older, they then can start transitioning to uh, a mix of formula with soft food to a uh, mix of soft food and hard food. And it gets a little bit easier as they get a little bit older, uh, but it's also critical for their socialization. So we want them to be held. We want them to be pet. We want them to know that people are safe and they are kind and good to them so that 
Uh, they are nice kitties that want to be in people's homes by the time they get to three, four months uh, versus little kitties that are outdoors that never interact with humans. And then, you know, they're feral, they're not socialized, mm-hmm. and you really can't put those in a home. So w- without getting grosser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get pretty gross. Yeah, no, 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 no. Without, I mean, without, with, you know, staying within FCC. I love but that what, disclaimer. Right, right. What, is, what does that mean to help them? Because, you know, Liana wants to uh, Yeah, you know, to be foster, a foster, right? yeah. So, so all Folks, them, this is strictly for personal reasons. So all of a sudden, what are you going to be doing? All of a sudden, I want to know, what does that mean yeah. to, to elim- stimulate elimination? Yeah. So so our fosters actually have a number of <laughs> tips and tricks like using a little warm towel on their belly to press on their little bladder and try to encourage them to pee. Because if, if that doesn't happen, do they not? They don't. And really? then they can get infections well, and die they, very, well, yeah. very, very quickly if they're not And the same and thing pooping. with stooling as well? Exactly. Like you have to, you have to stimulate. Stooling? Yeah, you have to encourage them to poop so that... Uh, you know, they don't get backed up, and then again, Dude, I don't think you. Yeah, you just lost yeah, the boat. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 lost no, no, no. the boat. Over there. He's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. But, well, and once and they get, get the hang of it, then they do it on their own. Is it like but, you have to do it a couple times a day? Like, is you have to do it you, like on a like you have to do it on a schedule. And well, every again, time, so it, it's like with babies. Like every yeah. time something yes. goes at the top of the In, system, it's got to go out. Uh, which yep. is why after you feed the baby. You burp, and then there's going to be a diaper change yep. really, really soon. So it's the same. That's the same, the same, w- same, same process. Same, exactly. same principle of the, of the tube. Yeah, the, the tube. This tube. And the peristaltic <laughs> and wave. The, and the good thing is that, you know, these little kitties are so <laughs> tiny. So they're, they're taking in five cc's of... You know, right, formula. So the, so the, the, elimination, the elimination is, is pretty is tiny, tiny at this point. Right, right. But they eat, they do, but they it's, eat it, around it's, the clock. It's, it's often. It's a constant. Is it really? Oh, yeah. And if they don't, their blood sugar drops. drops. And just like humans, sure. they can, you know, sure. I, I have imagine, a crisis quickly. Right, right. And just like, it, just like kids or babies, their uh, metabolism is, you know, their heart rate yep. and their breathing is much faster because they have a much Hy- higher hy- metabolism. Hypoglycemia is really an issue with smaller animals um and this is from experience mm-hmm. i have a morky um what and, is that uh, it's a maltese and a yorkie mix oh that's not like a 70s tv show <laughs> <laughs> so do y'all get any imaginary snakes yellow Shut snakes up. no i'm sorry <laughs> I, I'm, uh, no, so, no, the uh the issue with them is that he'll get excited uh it's a social animal whenever people are at the house they're all there for him and he'll get so excited that he won't eat but his blood sugar will yeah. drop and he'll have these shaking Episodes, yeah. these hypoglycemic, they look like seizures. And it's we have to give him peanut butter and a special little yeah. formula, the stuff that we bought to get his blood sugar back up, um, huh. and then remind him to eat. And you give him the peanut butter for the same reasons that we right. eat peanut butter. Long right, standing, right. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, stabilizing his glycemic index. But it's, that it's the other with thing uh, with smaller animals is that they can't always regulate their body temperature yeah. as well as adult they animals can. Really so, again, you know, I know we're, we're in the peak of summer and heat is a really big issue for outside animals. But for these little tiny kitties, making sure that they stay warm and that their body temperature is stable without a mama cat who normally would be snuggling them and right. holding them close and keeping them warm with, right. you know, her body temperature. Fosters do, you know, use heating pads and blankets and, you know, newspaper in a crate to make sure that their body temperature stays stable. So I, I want you to work, come with me here on this journey. Uh, the, it, I know <laughs> it's summertime. He doesn't have the flair for dramatic. It's, so. no, it's, it's literal because I saw it today. Uh, I saw it the other day. I've been running a lot lately. And I see people with their dogs out running on the sidewalk. And the dogs will try to get in the grass. I've mm-hmm. seen someone snatch the dog, pull them on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And the do- 
please tell me what can you please tell folks what yes, you're doing to these yes. animals and why they want to get to the grass so the don't bring your dog their, with yeah they're so a couple of things so one is that uh, the pads on their feet are very sensitive. Just like our palms of Just our hands. Just like your hands. And it's part of how they sweat and cool off. Yeah. And so the cement, the concrete, you know, the back of a truck bed gets really, really hot with the sun rays. So when they're walking and running, they feel it much more intensely than we do. And we have on shoes. It's like, like we're running with that. on the palms of our hands. And, or just and, or barefoot. Or barefoot. Yeah, barefoot. Right. barefoot. Exactly. And, and it feels yeah. so much better to cool yeah. off in the grass or the mud. So that's one important thing. The other thing is that a lot of people, the weather gets nice. You want to go out and run. <laughs> You've been working out in the go. gym. Your dog's been sitting in your house for six months. Yeah. He hasn't been getting ready for summertime running. So we do see a lot of heat exhaustion, heat stroke, dogs that just collapse because the owner decided, you know, just at 11 a.m. just to go for a run yeah. through uh, downtown and just hasn't thought about the conditioning that your dog needs and that they're not drinking water while they're running. They aren't in the shade and their body temperature can spike really, really quickly. So, so it's super uni- dangerous. The unique thing about Poppy, Poppy's seven pounds. And uh, I learned the hard way that, that Poppy's not going to, he's not my, he's my running buddy because he's loyal. He won't leave me. Right. Unless. Uh, you take a seven pound animal oh, out we, for a run? Yeah, we go, it's like run walk. We go, I, I, I go three, four miles. I take him for about half a mile. And then we, no, no, he really, he literally, he will go under a car if it's too hot or he'll just, Start going home. Mm-hmm. Dude, my cat is nine pounds and she's tiny. How do you take a seven pound cat no, and a dog? He likes to run. The, okay. it's, the, it's the nature of the, first of all, it's the nature of the animal that you adopt or you have. And then it's the nature of that animal's personality. Poppy loves to run. But when he's done and he wants to run at his pace, mm-hmm. if I have to speed up, I have to speed up. If I, slow, if I have to walk, I have to walk. Uh, if it's too hot and if he sits up, he'll get up under a car and look at me. And I know that look because he's about to turn around <laughs> and go back home. home. <laughs> I'll have him on the lease and he'll just like, uh-uh, we're going this way and I got to take him back home. <laughs> um, it, but you bring up an excellent point. Little dogs might be cute, but you do not want to give them yes. a heart attack. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, a heart attack, a heat stroke, yeah. you know, all of those things that happen and they happen so, so quickly. And so right now through, honestly, August, September, yeah. you have to take extra precautions. If your dog is out exercising with you, making sure you have lots of water, Shade breaks go early, early morning, late, late evening. What's stay. lots of water? Define what. Well, like, you know how many dogs you see doing that? So before you do that, because I was going to make a segue into that. Yeah, so before yeah, we do that, yeah. let me yeah. just say real quickly, you are listening to uh, 102.3 WHIV uh, FM. This is the Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Griggs and Dr. Derry. I'm Dr. Derry. That's Doc Griggs. We have on the executive director of the LASPCA and a very close friend and a fan of WHIV, Anna Zarella. Thank you for appearing on air. So you just gave me an idea, Eric. Maybe we should invent something. Here's an invention that I think would be great. You know how like the the bikers and the hikers have a camelback. Yeah. Let's have like a doggy back. You know, or like they have their water. Right. Right. This way they have like a little. They carry the water on their back, like a little harness. Yep. And then you put a little tube in there. This way they. They Something that they can, they can a little <laughs> hamster water thing. Right, like right. A hamster <laughs> that's thing. actually an excellent idea. <laughs> idea, dude. I mean, right. No, let's right. I'm going to trademark that one, Pat. Talk that to one. some engineers. You know, I work with kids, bright kids and engineers. Right. We can figure it out. Dude, but, think about it. It would be great. Well, think about this, though. So one issue is that uh, it isn't just drinking water, but cooling their bodies. Cooling, So yes. you can actually just pour water on them while you're exercising to help, you know, cool sure. them off. The other thing, though, is as a dog starts to get hotter and hotter, they start to try to conserve energy. And so they may actually stop drinking, which is a bad sign. 
And so you want to be just right. And you want to be really careful if you notice it's really hot, your dog's panting really hard, and you can't get them to drink water. You need to get some veterinary care quickly, and you need to cool them off quickly. So you can douse them with water. You can get a kiddie pool, fill it up with water, put them in the bathtub, get some cool, you know, towels, rags under the arms, on the belly, all those spots. Yep, yep. You want to cool off their core and their head and try to. Uh, reduce their temperature, but also get them to a veterinarian because uh, their blood vessels can start popping, popping. and they Oof, can have internal bleeding. Yeah. yeah, very very quickly if the temperature gets too high. It, it's not normal to hear your little dog breathe that hard. It, <laughs> right, you'll you'll know, That's, right? Yeah. You'll yeah, know. You, you you'll know something's stop. wrong. <laughs> right. Stop and cool them off, and you know when in doubt, get them to a veterinarian and get them checked out. Got it. Now, some of the services that the LASPCA provides are some veterinarian services at... So we do, however, we don't do emergency care. So we always uh, uh, recommend to people to know where your nearest emergency vet is because a lot of times they have diagnostics and uh, equipment that we just don't have. have, And we're not open 24 hours a day. Got it. So if something happens and it's 8 p.m., you want to get to the nearest uh, emergency veterinarian. There's one on the East Bank, one on the West Bank. Uh, you know, certainly all over the neighboring parishes as well. Um, but they have uh, all of the equipment and diagnostics that can make sure that your pet survives and uh, does well. Uh, certainly, if you see an animal on the street that's not owned, call the Louisiana SPCA because we do have officers that are on call 24 hours a day. So if an animal uh, is, you know, in a yard, is tied to a, a fence or a tree or is just roaming the street and is showing signs of heat exhaustion that's an emergency call us the other situation that we get calls is when people leave their pets in cars and they think i'm running in for 30 seconds i just need to pick up you know two or three things in the store won't be long without realizing that uh, the temperature uh, inside the car even if you crack the windows goes up you know a about 20, 30 degrees for every 15 minutes. And when you think it's 80 degrees outside, 90 degrees outside, that car becomes an oven very, very quickly. And so, that damage sometimes can be irreversible. So from your post uh, from the LSPCA mm-hmm. site, uh, the necessary steps are to call for the owner 30 feet away from the vehicle. Call 911 or Humane Law and Rescue at 504-368-5191, extension 100. Leave a note on the windshield or contact information for uh, for entry location of the animal and state authority and let them know that the state authorities have been contacted and remain with the animal in a safe location until help arrives. I don't see anything about the hammer. Well, that's what I was going to say. So we're missing a step there. Which <laughs> yeah. Those instructions are uh, specific because last year a law was passed that removed civil liability if you break into a vehicle uh, in Louisiana to rescue a cat, a dog, or a child. Now, it is limited to cat and dog. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's a group of animals that are not included. So rabbits. So <laughs> rabbits. It's uh, <laughs> a morking. No, a morking's a dog. Morky's covered, but a bird wouldn't be. You know, there are other animals that we couldn't get past through legislature, but we were able to get cat, dog, and child. And what was key is prior to that law passing, if you broke a window to rescue a child, you could get sued for the damage that you did to that vehicle, even though you rescued that child's life. (laughs) The same for a cat or dog, where now the law has changed. However, what's super important is that to protect, you know, our our 
our auto owners in our community, we don't want people walking around breaking windows and saying, sure. oh, I thought there was a dog inside. Right. You have to call law enforcement, dial 911. Right. You have to leave a note and you have to stay, if possible, until the owner returns to let them know, hey, your dog was taken to an emergency clinic or, you know, the, the police have come and rescued your child or your dog or your cat. Um, but it's really important that people know that that's now on the books and it is something that you can do. You can always call 911 or Louisiana SPCA, so 504-368-5191. And then the um, website is laspca.org? So la-spca.org. Yep. So the, uh, really, well, not a car store, but a funny rescue story. So it was last year, I think it was, I was running in the neighborhood, and I saw this cat, heard meowing, coming from the cat's basin. Um, on the side of the road. Which is <laughs> something yeah, funny you should mention. Right? Right, 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 right. So I'm hearing this so, meow, 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 and I'm like, there's a cat stuck down um, in the drain. In the system. Well, I don't know what's going on, but it sounds like it's in distress. Can y'all come out? So I run, and I come back like about 45 hour later. They're there, and they're leaving. I'm like, would well, you get it? Man, that cat lives there. Do not. <laughs> we learned to leave that cat yeah. alone because at the, when we would go down, it would retreat into wherever it was and it like so there are cats feral. that live in the well, it's, it's funny <laughs> it that it's funny that you yeah. should say that is because uh so liana had actually reached out to anna a couple weeks ago so the um the i don't know if it was the ems yeah it was it, no, no it was the catch it was the basin group it was sewage and water board <laughs> actually found a kitten that was stuck in a catch basin Mm-hmm. And so they brought it over to LASPCA. Uh, Liana contacted Anna and said, hey, what's up with that cat? You know, can I foster it? They named the cat Basin. Basin, yeah. Right? Yeah, and so yeah. is there any updates on Basin? Uh, I don't know. I should have checked okay. before I came. But uh, he was uh, or she was in foster because uh, there was a litter that was close to her age. So we were able to put her okay. with the other kittens. Oh, and right, right. You were able oh, to. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, when we can. And then the mama cat took, and the mama and cat took, took her. The, took her, yeah. right. Um, so but that's we do a, obviously have, the priority, right? Yes, Anytime any, that a mama cat will accept another, an outside kitty yeah, outside yeah, of her litter, yeah, that's always together, right. And it's better socialization, better right. for their of health. Of course. All it's all around yeah. better, right? Um, but it is interesting that you say that because I do think there are some cats, raccoons, Raccoon, yeah. other outside critters that live in our catch basins. Right. Uh, an ecosystem down there. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. a safe space. <laughs> safe space, uh, right. But there are times that little critters accidentally land in them. So yeah. kittens, oh, baby squirrels i mean other little critters like that and so certainly you can always call us if you think there's one in there if you need help uh the other place that we get a lot of kittens from is wheel wells in people's cars so sometimes uh kittens will crawl up into uh, a wheel well it's safe it's warm more so in the winter than we see in the summer, but sometimes right. you'll hear meowing coming from under your car. <laughs> and again, you can always call us or see if you can uh, figure out where the kitten might be to get them safely out and then, you know, certainly try to find uh, a foster or a placement for them. Right. Kitten. And more information can be found at la-spca.org. That's it. What is the <laughs> most interesting request? Oh, Lord. Most interesting, interesting <laughs> animal requests. Interesting what you- animal requests. We get some unusual ones. So most people think cats and dogs, right? But we do get everything in. We get goats. We get horses. Goats. We get chickens. In Orleans Parish, you get goats. Uh, we've had sheep. We've had, of course, snakes and uh, some illegal animals. So we had... Uh, some Asian lizards that are not allowed in the city of New Orleans. We've had some monkeys that are illegal. 
that had been living in the city in someone's home for many years until a neighbor uh, domestic dispute came up and the neighbors were upset with each other and they picked up the phone and called us and ratted out the other neighbor, uh, which we're glad they did because we know, one, it's illegal, but two, they can be carriers of different conditions that we don't necessarily want spreading through the community. So l- l- let me just stick with that for a quick mm-hmm. second. Then, yeah. Right? So, <laughs> he got his attention. So, right? yeah, that, that one got my attention. So, I mean, if a monkey is doing well, let's say, solo by itself in somebody's house, I can understand. I understand why it's illegal, and I agree yeah. that it it's, it should be illegal. But to a certain degree, if the if the animal's been socialized and has been and is now kind of doing well, wouldn't it be worse to remove it from its home? And then whatever. And then I'm going to ask what the next steps are. What do you yeah. guys do? How do you take an illegal animal and and di- not dispose of it? But no, no, no. But right, deal what happens it. to it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. depending on the animal, sometimes we will seize them and we will hold them. Depending if we have uh, the capacity to care for it, we have uh, the staff that know how to properly care sure, for it. Sure. We've had animals, for instance, there was a serbal wildcat that was up town. Yes, so an African wildcat. Have you ever seen one I of think, those? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah because I think Anna, ta- I think you yeah, talked about it the yeah, last well, time. They are big right. and they hunt, and <laughs> uh, your little dog <laughs> might not uh, right. make right. it if I right. uh, came into contact. <laughs> so when there are those kinds of animals, we will partner with the zoo or with another uh, larger wildlife, you know, organization to hold them while the case goes through the court system. And ultimately, the judge decides what happens to them. In the past, what's happened is um, because they're illegal and the person doesn't have a permit or hasn't gone through the proper process to uh, have that animal, there are states that you can have those animals. And so um, most owners have uh, agreed to take that animal and you know, rehome it Got in it. another okay, state so I we see. can move it. Got it. Florida is one of the states that you can have So you can't a lot have a monkey in New Orleans. In New Orleans, it is against the law unless, and so there are a couple of exceptions if you have a permit, if you are an educational institution or sure, a place I mean, like the zoo the, or an exhibition. The zoo or then obviously the primate the center. Primate center. Right, there are right. places like that where it is legal. It, but do you think that has its origins in the exploitation of, of monkeys in the past? I mean, is that... I, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head about a monkey particularly. I can understand the, the lizards and other things because you just don't want to bring in, you right. know, you want to discourage any market for things coming in from Asia, yep. stuff like that. I understand that. But uh, a monkey that is, let's say, from the U.S. or what have you, uh, it, it, was it from exploitation? I don't think so, honestly. I think it was... You think it's just pure protection? Protection, of- and I do think um, for some of the larger monkeys, just safety issues. Got it. Uh, and people thinking uh, it's a novelty. Oh, look at this! I always think it'd be so great to have one, but like I know yeah. the minute you come back home, your house is completely that destroyed. Or they <laughs> are not even just that. They're the story. So I was I was going to wait to talk about it. There are there are harsher because I used to always mm-hmm. want to check uh, cheetah. Right, I used to watch Tarzan with cheetah. The people don't realize the monkeys that you see on TV are kids. Basically, they're like infants, and they grow to be our size. And they're not. They have personalities. Uh, the, there was a monkey that could bench like 300 pounds, bench press 300 yeah. pounds. I mean, they're ridiculously strong. Like they and smart. They're and strong smart. and smart, and, and, but and they, they have personalities and they, and they have uh, natural instincts. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have instincts. protective so instincts. They have mating instincts. Like all these things that we just think, oh, they're cute little animals. Well, 
you know, they can become really aggressive and protective, and, and that's their natural behavior right. in the wild. Right. But in a home or a neighborhood, well, you know, the, it can he, get, he, he made a statement. He said, if they're doing well in the home, well by whose standard? It's not a normal standard it's, it's to live very, in a box. Very fair point. Very fair like humans. Point. It's, it's very not. Fair we're point. taking them. Yes. Uh, so I'm a big kid, so I watch How to Tame Your Dragon. I'm all into that yep. whole deal. And the last one. Uh, Spoiler alert! Uh, it was a little <laughs> different. They just talked. They, there was an issue of the freedom of the, what the dragon needed and wanted versus what the humans wanted. Right. Um, it's natural for things to follow their natural instincts. Exactly. You never know. You can't talk to the monkey. He might think this is like in in, in enslavement. Right. And right. The worst. The worst thing they can't express their natural behavior if right. we're confining them in our homes and our apartments and these kinds of things. And we might you think know, they're doing well, but it's still not. Where they naturally should be. Sure. So. Diet, people get the monkeys and they try to give them human food. They get them their guts accustomed to human food, but that's not necessarily. No, 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 you're absolutely yeah. right. Right, right. Yeah. If you're tuned in, you're listening to 102.3 WHIV. This is the Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Griggs and Dr. Derry. I'm Dr. Derry. That's Doc Griggs. We have on the executive director of the LASPCA, Anna Zarilla, to talk to us about all things animals and animals in the summertime and around hurricane season. So we're gonna, I want to talk about hurricane season uh, real quickly. You can find more information about the LASPCA at la-spca.org. All right, so before I ask you about animals and hurricanes and evacuation procedures, I want you to answer the age-old question of um, the difference between the awesome cat owners and, like, the horrific uh, dog owners. What? You know? <laughs> like what the, if you the, have the them people, both? <laughs> the, pe- the, the types of individuals, like the cool people that own cats. Right, right. And then the, uh, the folks that take their seven-pound animal on a run. You mean the narcissists <laughs> that own cats? Like, they're, like, like the cats like they the cats. are? Like the cats right. they are? Yeah. I think... Discussion over next time. Right, right. Yeah, there we go. You, right. you mean your little buddy that'll run with you and bear the heat for you and run with you and take a well, run or the narcissist? So I will say uh, we don't often I've get cats, cats with heat issues because cats don't always I'm do what we it. want them to. Right. Yeah. right? They're a little more independent right. and they have a better self-conservation right. instincts, right? So and dogs do. So you can't I'm take them running that. in the heat, right? Where a running. dog is going to go with you wherever right. you Cat be like, can you bring me back a treat? Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sitting right here. Yeah, I'm chilling here. In the air conditioning. Yeah. Under your that, house. That's, what my, that's what my cat's doing. Thinking you're a fool for doing all of that. That's what a cat does. That's um, what a cat does. So, um, so all right. So, hurricanes. Uh, so, what are, I mean, I know that evacuation is a huge issue. And we're going to start seeing probably worse storms moving forward. And as, uh, obviously, pet ownership is a huge issue. I understand, obviously, during Katrina, there was issues regarding, there was mandatory having to leave pets at home. But now uh, there's, uh, they've changed some of those rules. And, and yeah. how do we deal with evacuating? Well, we know during Katrina, people stayed behind and risked their lives and sometimes lost their lives because they couldn't take their pets. So that was a huge lesson learned for all of America. And the laws have changed. And there's more resources available. However, as a pet owner, you know, your first defense is to be prepared. So we want people to make sure that now, don't wait until there's a storm in the Gulf, but now you get your evacuation supplies together. So you have a crate, you have your food. If your pet's on medication, you uh, have medication or you have prescriptions. Uh, You have your veterinary records. Um, Even if you're going to a family member's home, you never know if you need to board them, if they need a checkup. 
you want to make sure you have that and you have your pet microchipped. Chipped. Right. I was going to mm-hmm. ask about that. And what's critical about that microchip is that you call and confirm that your information is current. So a lot of times we change our cell phone number, we move, we change every, you know, your magazine subscriptions, all your other stuff gets changed, but you never call the microchip company and wow, they don't have your contact one. info. And so yeah. making right. sure that your microchip info is current is super important. Um, and thinking ahead about where could you go with your pet. So do you have a family member that you can evacuate to that you could bring your pet there? A lot of people don't. So do you have a list of pet-friendly hotels? Mm-hmm. Do you have a list of boarding facilities? If you are going to go stay with a family member that you could um, place your cat or dog in that town. And there's a group of people in New Orleans that do not have transportation, don't yeah. have the ability to self-evacuate. And so the city of New Orleans has an extensive plan to support them and their pets. So what's really important is if you are one of those people and you don't have uh, a car, you don't have a neighbor that can take you with them, um, that you call the city. So you call 311 and you register. And if you have a medical special need, that you let the city know and you let them know if you have pets. So there's a number of people, I want to say right now, it's, a, it's less than 1,000 that have registered that might be on dialysis or might use oxygen for support or have mobility issues. So uh, they might be homebound or they might uh, you know, not be able to walk a great distance. Mm-hmm. Well, the city is able to support those people, but they need to know in advance so that there's enough resources in place and it can be a coordinated effort between the SPCA and the city because we go first and pick up the animal and then right behind us is going to be EMS or paratransit or whatever that support is that that person needs Mm -hmm. to get them to safety and then get everybody back home afterwards. But right now, there isn't a storm really heading our way yet. It's important that no, people... No, yet, no, yet, no yet. Not yet, not yet, yeah, right? Yeah. We know yeah. August, September is when it's really the peak of hurricane season, but right now is the time to get prepared. So preparation without question. Do you have a list on this on your website? Or we is there, do. So yeah. you can certainly look on our website, all of our social LA media. LA-SPCA.org. So you can check Instagram. You can also you know, of, follow us. Of pet preparation yes. for hurricanes. Folks, I'm, I'm looking at it. this is the most important thing that you guys can do. Right, so laspca.org, there's a Are You Ready for Hurricane Season Evacuation Checklist. Thank you. That is on the Facebook page uh, for uh, the LASPCA. Again, more information, la-spca.org. And this might uh, sound silly, but getting a current picture of your pet and a collar with a tag with your phone number or somebody out of town's phone number, so if for whatever reason they can't reach you, there's somebody else they can reach, I can't tell you how many people come in because they've lost their pet just, you know, on a, a regular day and don't have a picture. And so it's really hard because what you might describe as a yellow lab, we might look at and say, oh, that looks like a terrier mix. Yeah. And we might have your dog and not realize it because our vision of the dog and your vision might be very different. Wow. And so it's easy with your phone, with whatever device you have to grab a quick picture of you and your pet of just your pet so that should that you get separated, it's easier to reunite. So I know one of the, so Liana and I were uh, talking about what we're going to be doing. Liana stays back for storms and as do I, and I'm sure probably Erica mm-hmm. as well. So we were trying to figure out what we're going to do with our cat mm-hmm. with a storm, you know, cause I work with the, the medical volunteers. Uh, you probably do as well. 
Um, and Leon obviously is stays at City Hall for uh, for storm evacuations and stuff. So what wh- for folks that stay back that don't actually take their cats? I know that's a smaller piece of the pie. Thankfully, w- what do you recommend for us? Like we were trying to figure out. Well, we could leave the cat at home, you know, but then the air will go out. She'll be hot. Uh, you know, I can go and check up on the cat regularly to make sure that she's safe and water and food. But what do we do when the the power's out? So we kind of didn't know what to do. So does is there boarding options like at LASPCA so for no. things like I mean, that? Our, our recommendation is to get your pet mm-hmm. out of town. And so uh, if it looks like something really significant is heading our way, you know, trying to find a neighbor or friend, someone that could evacuate your pet for you and take them with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you have family that they you could get the pet to in advance right. um, of a storm. So one of the things that's a concern, as you know, as a, as a pet owner, is that cats do their own things, yeah. right? So what do we do when we give our cat to a friend and the cat freaks out and is scared because it's not with his or her normal, in you know, plus there's a storm and it's right. all the other stimulants, hot and whatever. I mean, obviously chipping the cat, you know, chipping the pet, obviously, yep. and collaring the, the pet will significantly increase likelihood of reuniting with the pet owner. But And there are a couple of other things you could do. So uh, we always encourage people now, so well in advance of an evacuation, mm-hmm. to get your pet, cat well. or dog, comfortable with their crate and make it their safe space. So feed them in it, give them treats, put a special bed in it so that wherever they go, they have that and it they are familiar with the smell. It can be their escape from whatever's going on around them. The other thing is talk to your veterinarian because like human medicine, there mm-hmm. are uh, medications that can help with anxiety and can help reduce stress. And there's even pet nutrition. So mm-hmm. uh, there's great... Um, just anti-stress foods and supplements that your veterinarian can recommend and you can start doing some of them in advance and so that way there isn't a big change right. if there it, is an evacuation. It's such a great point because I know that every time we take out the our red crate to put the cat in, she sees that color and she knows she she's going knows, to the vet. Yeah. Right? She and knows they're not leaving. happy when she knows she's leaving. The, and then so <laughs> the we actually right, so we actually Yeah. But even think about like, can so. you can you take them on car rides? So I know that sounds crazy with a cat because my cat hates car rides. But right. if you could every now and then put them in the crate, take them in the car around the block. Take no, it's, them back a, it's home, a great idea. Just get them right. accustomed to it so that they don't always associate the crate in the car with bad with things. Bad that are things, right? About I'm to happen. Get a shot. I have to go to a doctor. Give know, the them vet all the good or... treats. Give them all the love. You know, such a good kitty, such a good dog, you right. know, going for a, a ride and make it something positive and fun so that they get <laughs> conditioned to it. And I don't know if you guys have ever gone to see the acro cats that come to New Orleans around Christmas. Oh, right. The, oh, my God. At, uh, they are fabulous, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Fabulous. And they do all kinds of training with whistles and clickers and tuna. But one of the things that they train, and it's, you know, very entertaining, but one of their key messages is training your cat to get in a crate is so important. Like, imagine if there was a fire and you very quickly had to leave your home. How would you get your cat out if they are not used to getting in a crate and you can't really grab them and run out into the street and assume everyone's going to be safe? So there's some real practical applications to training and getting them used to that crate and making it very positive 
for whatever kind of emergency can come your yeah, way. Yeah, it's so important to have your cat chipped or your pet chipped. I mean, Absolutely. it's so Im- even for somebody like and myself. Get it checked who- because sometimes older chips migrate. Yep. And so I had a friend yesterday who was telling me her dog's chip is in the dog's uh, front paw now. It migrated from its shoulder Jeez. blades over Makes the last sense. five years. Right. And so she got her dog rechipped. She has a, a second chip now between its shoulders because that's where you typically will Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not going to. They oh. just leave it. It's yeah. tiny, like a little grain of rice. Um, and then she had another, which she has an odd situation. Her other dog's chip, the radio frequency went out. Oof. And she said it's one in. You know, whatever, right. 25,000 that it happens to, but it was her dog, and she knew the dog yeah. was chipped. She always gets it scanned when she right. goes to the veterinarian just to check, and for whatever reason, it wasn't reading. Mm. So she got the dog rechipped so as well. So even, even if your animal doesn't leave the house, you definitely want to chip your animal chips. in the event that there's a hurricane or the house is on fire and, and you grab the cat out. and it yep. slips out and it's gone. And uh, and once it's, it's your best chance of right, getting your, your pet back home. Yeah, yeah. How many? Do you know how many chip? Like how many pets there are versus how many? How many pets have been chipped? Oh, no idea. That's a great question. Yeah, uh, I know all the animals that come through the Louisiana SPCA's adoption center uh, leave with a chip, and our community clinic does provide microchips. So I was going to ask you. Yeah. Is so it, anyone can come in. Um, you can either walk in or make an appointment. Um, you can request an appointment online or call 504-363-1333 and get a microchip or just bring them in and get their microchip checked to make sure, right. you can know, they, are they walk get in, fit, so. get just moving, walk yeah. in, just make sure that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, so we have, we have an ongoing list, Anna, get, so get checked, check, get fit, get moving, get your pet chipped, get, yeah. get, get, get chipped, get, get prepped, get, chip uh, right. get vaccinated, <laughs> put your, put your, practice putting your dog or Put cat on a leash, practice yeah. fitting, put um, him on the crate, put him on a car ride, yeah, yeah. Right, all those kinds yeah. of things. Get all that, really get it. Help. You know, and the other thing is that if you have a plan and you've been uh, working with your pet, your stress level will be significantly less. Then that's if something such a great is idea. coming, that's so important. And all so of a sudden, yeah. you're now worried about your family, your home, and your pet. What are you going to do? Just eliminate that stress, eliminate that anxiety by getting a plan and starting now to practice with your pets. So, so again, what is what's the one animal that has surprised that you were like, I never thought ever, like. Hmm. Like a 30-foot snake? Or... No, we've had big snakes. Uh, we've had uh, alligators that uh, people have brought in that technically don't come to us. They go to wild, wildlife and fisheries, <laughs> but they're here. Do, so. do you have like a, do you have like a, a, a weird you animal? Up, can you pick up the phone like, and just call somebody? Someone, we have a wildlife and fisheries <laughs> inside line, and we're like, oh, come quick. We got something here we shouldn't have. Um I'm trying to think if we've had. I think the monkeys were really strange. We had a, a tigu lizard, which is kind of like a, a komodo. I don't know what a tigu is. Cool. Direct, those are those are not nice. Uh, do, you to, do you have the Google like with, sometimes with the feed I, them? Like, well, this? I don't have Google what it is. I'm like, <laughs> I am not a veterinarian. I, I I'm like a what big are lizard. We looking at? What is this here, and what do we do with and it? It looks so. Like, so you know one of the other things. It kind of drives me nuts, and it's a, a pet peeve. Uh, and dun, dun, dun. Right, so, right. Um, but it's it's a, an activity that a lot of people do. But they feed the ducks bread. Yeah. The, have you seen the new signage at City Park? No, no, They've been I messaging at City Park. Uh, I don't know if other parks have started doing this around bring seeds and nuts. Yes. Because that's what birds need to eat. Bread expands in yes. their uh, necks, in yep. their throats, and their bellies. 
and it keeps them from absorbing important nutrients. And so you might actually be killing the ducks by giving them the bread. Or I saw kids throwing Cheetos and just other junk So you're food. saying the yeast in bread that's put there to make the bread rise rises, rises inside, inside the gut. and will <laughs> the tiny little guts of a, the, yeah. the birds and the ducks at the park. So so such a dangerous they feed activity. Ducks that, bread. They feed fish. Fish are the fish are carnivores. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> for the most part for the most part yeah they should be eating you know bugs and other fish yeah. not right. bread and right. other even yeah. though it's I mean it's it's cute it's a tradition it's I get it but go get but some we yeah. are yeah. hurting those animals yes. exactly we right. are hurting the animals we are not helping them so. so we're talking the happy I'm sure you get your share of the sad stories we do yeah. We do, and uh, you know there are some really uh, difficult ones. Sometimes uh, unintentional. Someone, you know, like the feeding of the ducks, thinks they're doing something helpful, and they're really not. Um, we've had uh, some dogs with skin issues, mm-hmm. and lots of old wives' tales around how to deal with skin allergies. So people pour motor oil on <sighs> their dogs, or just different household chemicals, thinking it'll stop the itching, and not realize. You know, that burns off all of their skin. But then the more difficult ones are the ones that are intentional and that, uh, you know. Yeah, we uh, we actually had Anna on um, when we were at the old place. We kind of went down a, a little bit of a rabbit hole about some of the intentional stuff that, mm-hmm. that you've seen. And it was, I remember that show vividly. In fact, I remember as you were describing some of that stuff, it was... It was brutal uh, to hear, especially with the the gaming of of, of animals as well, uh, the, the bedding. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so just to talk about something else, if you're tuned in, you are listening to one two point three WHIV. This is the Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Griggs and Doctor Derry. I'm Doctor Derry. That's Doc Griggs. We have on the executive director of the LASPCA, Anna Zarilla. More information can be found at la-spca.org. I first want to just give Anna lots of props. This is a story that we've documented here on WHIV, but the amazing job that Anna did uh, after Hurricane Katrina when she kind of took up the mantle of being executive director and has really done amazing work with the LASPCA uh, in terms of growth uh, and their obviously their famous move uh, and really uh, so what I wanted to kind of focus on the last 15 minutes is I know you guys do a lot of community uh, uh, events mm-hmm. t- uh, so that you're actually meeting people who, like we talked about, who don't have transportation and maybe can't sure. get to the West Bank. So you, you, you know, one of the things I love about w- the work that you do, one is I think the work that you do is awesome. Obviously, you know that Thank I'm a you. huge fan of the work that you do. And uh, uh, but specifically wanted to talk about how you guys, the LASPCA, really does go out into the communities and provide services to people who have pets that may not necessarily be able to get to you guys because obviously. Obviously, they're at work or transportation or obviously the economics doesn't always work out. So do you have any of those events coming up or anything we can talk so about? So we do all year long have uh, both uh, formal events, you know, things like we do a rabies uh, vaccination mm-hmm. and, and licensing drive every Palm Sunday. We do little pop-up events where we'll do a vaccination drive. Um, but we also try to partner with as many Uh, other agencies that are out there. And so certainly if your listeners are uh, involved in other nonprofits in neighborhood associations, uh, we love coming out and talking at those events and hearing from the community about what issues and challenges they're facing and working together to come up with solutions. Mm -hmm. And so we have some neighborhoods that have way too many outside cats and 
Uh, people get, you know, very uh, frustrated with the cats or they have uh, medical issues like allergies or asthma and they feel like the cats are making it worse. And so we'll work with uh, volunteer trappers that will go out and catch the cats, bring them in, get them fixed, and then bring them back so that they don't have more cats reproducing in their neighborhood and they can actually lessen or reduce the number of cats um, and then other things like food pantries. So we partner with a number of human food pantries, mm, uh, that's so cool. particularly you know ones that are based in community centers or churches, to make sure that pet food is available. That's great. So that you know right. if a family is struggling, is going through a tough time, that they're not giving up their human food to feed their pets, pets. because a lot of people do that right. and would forego a meal in order to make sure their pet had. Mm-hmm you know, something to eat right. that day. I, I think that's um, amazing. The other thing that we've been working on is partnering with the city around services for homeless people, many of whom have pets. And, you know, sometimes people uh, uh, have uh, differences of opinions about whether uh, people should have pets if they don't have a roof over their heads. But our belief is that every person has the right uh, not only to have a pet, but to experience the joy and the Agreed. Uh, companionship Agreed. of pets. and the Agreed. Uh, human benefit, right? Yes. So the mental health and physical, honestly, health of of uh, humans is improved when they have pets. So uh, we do try to work with a lot of the groups, go out and provide veterinary care, uh, the new low barrier uh, homeless shelter that mm-hmm. the city yeah, opened up has, last year, um, the first the, in New Orleans that allows pets. That allows pets, right. So we provide the veterinary care for those animals that come in um, and are always looking for other opportunities. So certainly if there are ways that we can support more uh, pet owners in the community, we want to be able to do that. And what are some future, like what is the, you know, what's the big yellow vision right now? Ah, uh, the, the big yellow vision. What's the big yellow vision? So, <laughs> uh, so uh, we opened our, our facilities, uh, our campus, uh, one building in, tw- in 2007, one in uh 2015. They're beautiful. If folks have not been, we encourage you to come by and visit 1700 Mardi Gras Boulevard. It is bright. It is colorful. It is positive. There's lots of great stuff happening. And, you know, as we were just talking about partnerships in the community, to me, it is taking all those programs that we've built into our building and getting them out into the community, particularly in areas of our community where transportation is an issue. You know, getting to the West Bank is not easy when you work, when you have family commitments. Great that it's available, but if you can't get there, it's useless. Mm -hmm. So how do we partner with human health organizations that have neighborhood clinics, that have other services in the community to make sure that when you bring your kids to uh, the vaccination bus, that there's a pet vaccination bus Mm -hmm. that you could take your pet to and make sure the whole family is up to date on their shots and that you have all of your needs met and we make it as easy as possible for our community who often have the greatest challenges in our mm-hmm. community. Are you guys going to be at the Pride event uh, this weekend? Or so I know there's a big health... Uh, I don't know that our clinic is okay. uh, going to be there this weekend. Um, I know this is a kind of a crazy month for us, and we have yeah. events almost oh, every weekend, yeah. so I think this might be one that we're not going to be at. Got it. Okay. So, uh, and the reason why I say that is just because, and maybe this is something that we should talk about uh, off-air, is that the um, the organization that, that Eric and I work for, uh, Access Health, is the largest FQHC in the state, uh, and so I'm wondering if there's an opportunity to partner with our clinics with LAFPCA. We, we would absolutely love that, mm-hmm. and you know, I think there's uh, some great models in other parts of the country where they've done that very thing. 
uh, to bring yeah, we uh, already, that yeah. one health concept <laughs> of making it as easy and accessible for people uh, to get all of their needs met uh, in one place or through one awesome. touch point yeah. and yes. not have to go yeah, to five shop, yeah, one yeah, stop shop. So, uh, absolutely, we think animals are part of the family, and yeah. so. Wherever humans are that's getting dope. services, yeah. let's make sure that like, pets are. Yeah, that's a great idea. Huh? Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll uh, let's we'll, we'll talk off air. Sounds and, uh, great. And the reason why I called it a big yellow idea, I just want everybody to know that uh, <laughs> that Anne and I actually met uh, about five years ago. We took a leadership class together, and the way that they categorized, uh, uh, they had these various ways of uh, categorizing kind of how people think and, and Ann and I kind of both categorized as very strong quote unquote yellows and those were just arbitrary colors that were uh, that were given but Ann and I uh, listed as probably the strongest yellows uh, yeah. in the class and big so, picture big dreamers creative mm-hmm. right I think mm-hmm. you see that a lot yeah and uh, I don't know if you remember when uh, um, Harold was talking about he was like he was sitting and he was talking and I didn't realize he was talking about me and he was just standing over my shoulder and he's like and this is what a typical yellow looks like like and blah blah blah, <laughs> and then he just looked at me and he's like, "Like, are you paying attention?" I'm like, "I'm so sorry." I was like, "He's like, when you were growing up, did your parents say that your heads All were the in the cloud?" Yep. And I'm like, "Yes, yep. that's yeah." Yep. He's like, "I was off are. thinking about my next yep. brilliant yep. idea." Yep. 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 So Every day. From that, yep. from yep. that, my wife now calls me Spacey McSpace Face. Uh, so. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I'm sure, to a large degree, you would. Uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, you. I, I call them actually. So my staff calls it my 4 p.m. ideas. Yeah. Right, because that's usually when I'm most brilliant. Yeah. is at the end of the day and yeah. they like run like <laughs> into the woods when they you see me coming I with just hold on, so you know, I have this wait. great idea no no, no 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 here so you tell your staff this so this was actually one of my staff members did this it was a brilliant idea if we have an event coming in the future he sets a t- deadline as to when oh, the, the like, end no of the brilliant ideas, ideas. Yes. <laughs> He's like, uh, so he'll go four weeks ahead and okay. he goes this is your last day to come up with something right (laughs) isn't that brilliant no 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 you can't do that though you can't limit limit the creativity because at 2 a.m it comes to me good luck with that and i I gotta i I gotta give it to you to do right right? i'm not gonna make it happen exercise and this is how ann and i are very similar Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really glad you put effort into doing that. That's good. Right? right. But anyway. But anyway, yeah, I've got this for you. Let's see, let's see what we're really going to yeah, do. Yeah, That's yeah. so exciting. You're going to love um, it. Do you guys have a gala coming up or so fundraising So our next big fundraising up? event is really incredibly fun. It is New Orleans on Tap. It is one That's of the fun. largest beer festivals in the South. So not even wow. just in New Orleans. All right. Uh, we have about 10,000 people that come, about Jeez. 500 Different uh, beers will be there, including, which this has just exploded, the homebrew competition. So all these homebrewers throughout the country come in. Throughout the country. Throughout the country. We have people that come in just to showcase their beer, and then you get to vote, and there's always a champion, and uh, there are distributors that are looking for the latest and greatest. So it has turned into this huge. Was this this a 2 a.m. idea? No, it wasn't mine. (laughs) I I don't get any credit for the brilliance of this event, but it's so much fun. It's so different. uh, Exactly, right? (laughs) So it's in September. Remember at City yes. Park, uh, really a great can you, event. Can we have you back on? Absolutely, and, and you can and bring and your well-behaved dog. So, dogs and people, live music and beer. Right. Yes. If we would time. love to, yeah, please let us cat. know. Don't bring your, Don't bring your cat. Don't bring <laughs> my cat would be like, yeah, yeah, you Miserable. go. Miserable. <laughs> yeah. The cat is not coming. I almost got hit by coming. a car today because I, I was getting someone's cat out of the road. The cat, the car, the car was coming down the street. 
It was just, cat's just... And the collar was just... I'm not moving. Oh, no. I'm like, move! Move! And then, as I finally get him to move, the the car, the guy with the car has two pit bulls. There's one in the front and the back. They go, roo, roo, out the window. I'm oh, like, no. I don't know where they were coming from me. The cat. The cat, right. <laughs> if the cat ran up the tree, I'd be right with him. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so when, when that happens, let us know. Yeah, we will, let's plan a, we'll let's get, plan a we'll chat get a, again. We'll get a PSA together yeah. for you guys uh, as well. So uh, so just whoever your, your contact and media people are, just let me know. We'd be more than happy. And then we'll have you back on the Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show. Uh, get chipped. Terrific. Get prepared. Get, chipped, right? get, prepared. <laughs> get collared. <laughs> Don't lock your dog in the car. Yeah. Uh, get smart about get leaving. Water. Get water. Get your yeah. hurricane. And then also, let's think about let's together. think about getting a doggy pack instead yeah, of a camel vac. Need, be so, yeah, no, we need to work on that. Right. <laughs> I have my stem. And any, uh, we have a few more minutes. Any last, uh, any last words? No, or? just you know, to circle back to uh, our first uh, topic about all those little kittens. We have so many great animals available for adoption. So those little tiny kittens are coming back for adoption. And right. great dogs, big we ones, little ones. It. We always need fosters. We need volunteers. So the difference between a foster and adopt adoption, foster is a short time. Foster it, comes in a blue can, like <laughs> right, yeah, it's it's delicious. It'll be served at our beer festival. Foster, is intended to return the animal. Although sometimes we have what we call foster successes, where they choose to keep them forever which is always great it's for like us. kind of rent to own right, right? <laughs> like, yeah. but usually it's for you know a couple of weeks and you bring them back and then you're able to help another animal right. and take them for a couple of weeks and uh, how does somebody volunteer for that so uh you just go again to our website so la-spca.org um and you can sign up to be a foster you can email us or message us on facebook um you know we always need more fosters cats dogs young old Sometimes we need medical fosters, so mm-hmm. we have an animal that has had a surgery and needs maybe six to eight weeks of rest, um, needs some medication uh, applied regularly, and you have special skills, or you just have a quiet home that the animal can recover in. That's, and we'll get loved. Yeah, and we'll get yeah. loved until right. it's healed until up it's and healed ready to come back. So right? And it's also, it fosters another great way uh, to also see if if you already have an animal, if the um, uh, if your already animal would take to other potential that, animals as well. The other thing I often encourage people that have kids who want a pet is to foster first. Yeah. Right. Because kids have this great idea of what it's going to be like to have a pet and don't always think about the responsibility and the poop scooping Never and the, think about the cleaning up the vomit yeah. and all the other fun oh, yeah. things that come with pet ownership that it's a great they you know never, couple th- of weeks of trial great, and uh, so you have until, to think about the, end, the poop, ends of the tube in, right, yeah, yeah. it's all the, great until the elimination stimulation at the end of the tube coming going out going or coming out. in or going out the wrong end the whole nine it, and it's Again, great learning experience for kids, and there's no long-term commitment. You can just bring them back and say, yeah, maybe we're not quite ready. We have 30 seconds. You want to read our, sure. our message? Preventing HIV is easy. Get prepped. You can get free HIV testing at any Access Health, location, Access Health Louisiana location. Plus, same-day primary care appointments are always available. Access Health has a location in downtown New Orleans at the Pythian Building where people can be seen for a diagnosis and treatment of HIV, STIs, and PrEP. Plus, all Access Health Louisiana patients qualify for discounted medications through their pharmacy. More information is available at accesshealthla.org. That's accesshealthla.org. 
Anna Zarilla, the executive director of the LASPCA. You can find more information at la-spca.org. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you for having me. This was really fun. Love having you.